Welcome to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. What's your train wreck? Everyone has one. The question is, are you going to live there or are you just visiting? Let's check in with Mary Fran and Kristen to learn how to come through not broken, but brilliant. Hey, everybody, Mary Fran Bontempo here. And before we get started with this week's episode, did you know that Brilliantly Resilient can come directly to you? That's right. We have keynotes, programs, presentations, workshops, all available to companies, associations, conferences, and organizations, either virtually or live in person. So head on over to brilliantlyresilient.net at the speaking tab to find out more. And while you're there, you can also sign up for our weekly Brilliance Bit, which comes to you once a week directly to your inbox and has a bit of brilliance from this week's show and will keep you living in a brilliantly resilient mindset. Okay, let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Brilliantly Resilient Live. I am Mary Fran Bontempo here with my partner in crime. Don't know where she is on your screen, but my partner in crime, Kristen Smedley. And I cannot tell you how excited I am today about our guest, the amazing Sarah Canuso. I met, air quotes for anybody who's not seeing this on video, I met Sarah online a number of years ago, many years ago, when we connected and I became a member of her group, Women That Influence. And I have to say, probably unbeknownst to Sarah, I have looked to her as a mentor for years And we are literally coming sort of face to face for the first time today, despite having a friendship. And I'm thrilled to be able to call her my friend. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I am so excited to be here with the two of you. I mean, you know, I follow you also. I follow, you know, all of your podcasts and posts on LinkedIn. And I thank you for being a member of my Women That Influence LinkedIn group. I'm not sure you're aware of this, but we are at over 8,100 members on that LinkedIn group, which from all over the world. So it's really, um, it has just taken on a life of its own. So very excited to see that. But more importantly, I'm so excited to be here with you today, especially after listening to your podcast this morning about (laughs) midlife um you know oh yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's well and I have to say Sarah so Sarah let's just give a little background here Sarah is a leading authority on women in the workplace as a woman in the workplace who eventually decided that and I'll let you tell this part of the story that you wanted something different and realized that you could influence other women to to aspire maybe is the right word um for more but, you know, when you started all this, this was kind of, Sip is like the, one of the OGs, the original gangsters of, yeah. of, <laughs> yeah. of so, inspiring women. So get us to that story. So what happened was I started out as a professional clothier. So what I was doing is going around working, you know, working with men and women, uh, creating powerful first impressions with clothing. And then once I started doing that, I realized that it really, truly went beyond the outer image. And I found that working with so many people, it was really about creating powerful first impressions. But 
the key piece was that so many people were missing that powerful first impression of themselves. Hmm. So, you know, I, I just started, I started, mm, there's a, and, and the name of my company originally was a suitable solution because that's what I did. I did suits, oh. clothing, you know, oh. but then when I started realizing I was going in the wrong direction and I loved working more, I, I loved working with creating powerful first impressions, but really I, I found that I was really working with my clients more with their mindset the first impression they had of themselves, which mm. was critical. Um, so he, here's the bottom line. If, if, if it was a question of somebody saying, okay, you, we could create a powerful first impression, then these companies could just write them out a check and say, here, go buy a nice suit. But it was what was inside that, what was inside that image? What was inside that, that, um, that suit that you were wearing, the dress that you were wearing, the, the, the whole image? So that's when I changed the focus of uh, my business. And I loved working with women. Not that I don't enjoy working with men, but I truly enjoy working with women. I rebranded, tore my website down, rebranded it to Women That Influence. And then it just took on a life of its own. And I started getting so many calls from companies and uh, organizations saying, hey, can you come and speak to my women? And can you come and do these programs, these retreats? So that's how it all started. That's that's really how it started. And I started on LinkedIn, Women That Influence. And I'm going to be very honest with you. I really wasn't putting much effort into it. It kind of grew organically. And, and now, as I said, we're, we're at over 8,100. And every day I just get Keep getting requests to join the uh, to join the LinkedIn group. So um, you know, so that's how it that's how it all began. And you know, I started the company sixteen years ago. So that's a you know, sixteen years ago I started. So the, I started a suitable solution, and then along the way. But as you two know, that along the way, there's always some you know detours and some some uh, things that will throw you off track. Um, you know, I had gotten sick. I had a knee replacement. I dealt with some health issues. Um, but I, I never, you know, uh, it, it, ironically, that led me to better, better opportunities and, you know, circumstances. So it's all good. I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm truly blessed. And just as the two of you hooked up together and combined forces, combined brilliance, um, you know, I met uh, joined forces with Cheryl Acton, who's just an amazing, yeah, you've had her on your show and she's, and, and that, and I have to tell you a funny story about that because I received a call. I did a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching. And at the time I received a call, someone asked me if I could go meet with her uh, to do some coaching um, to, for her and her business, some marketing and so forth. And I was just so busy speaking but I did not want to be rude. And I thought, well, you know, I'll just go and meet her. And the whole ride there, I'm practicing what I'm going, how I'm going to tell her that I cannot work with her. And then I met her and it was like, okay. She says, can you work with me? And I'm like, oh, sure. <laughs> and been, you know, working with Cheryl has been a, been a blessing, you know, and, uh, and now we've, we've, you know, come full circle where I'm 
bringing back women that influence and Cheryl and I are going to be doing some programs together. We've done some programs in the past accidentally in the sense that people said, Hey, can the two of you, you know, and it really worked out so well. Um, and our programs are our programs that Cheryl and I do are not, we don't go in and say, this is how you do LinkedIn. This is how you do Twitter. This is how you, our programs are truly, truly, uh, geared toward um, mindset, uh, elevating someone's mindset to really move forward with their with their lives. Hmm. So, so I'm wondering, in to to that point of you focus on mindset, not tools of building business, because obviously, if your mindset isn't there, nothing's building, nothing's growing. Right. What are some of the kinds of things that you're hearing out there that you're having to address with women that is keeping their mindset from switching over into, into more of a success mindset and growth? Well, you know, I think that what happens is, um, and, and listen, I'll speak for myself as well. You know, I'm not pointing a finger at anyone, but so many times we, we live stories and beliefs that we've inherited. Hmm. Um, and, you know, it is so difficult to, to get rid of that. It is so difficult to get rid of that. Um, and, you know, it's it, so many times you say, well, you know, I think I could do this. And they're like, are you kidding me? I'll give you a perfect example. I saw a magazine, a newspaper that I wanted to write a column for, the Legal Intelligencer, because I was dressing men. And I was dressing women for court. For and I said, hey, do you ever accept articles from outside contributors? And they're like, yeah, send us over an article. So I sent them over an article. And when I told people, this is what they said to me. Not everyone, but are you kidding me? You, a writer? You were so bad with English and grammar. And, you know, I mean, and I'm like, yeah, but I, I kind of think I could do it. And they're like, really? And these were your friends saying this, right? These, these are my friends. All- yes, these are my friends. <laughs> um, so then they get the article and they're like, we love it. And they wind up giving me my own column for three years. So, and the column was called The Winning Look. And it was great. It was like, you know, are you are you guilty of color malfunction or step <laughs> up to the bench? It was all things to do with your dressing color and influence. So the point I'm trying to say is that so many times women, and don't forget at this, at now, more so than ever, a lot of women are single moms, they have children, they have aging parents, um, they're trying to juggle, you know, they're trying to juggle a million things to make it work. And it's not easy. It is not easy. And I truly in my heart believe that um, some of the things we carry around so much trash in our head and so much, you know, so much debris that really needs to be cleaned out that a lot of times that's what really weighs you down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I find that women, you know, struggle with that, um, uh, you know, like trying to do it all. And it's just really, it's, it's really tough. It's really mm-hmm. tough. So I've always been interested in the name of the organization, Women That Influence. And I think to me, it has multiple meanings because I think when women, 
really can look at their lives and sometimes they can't, sometimes they need a friend to do it for them and say, are you kidding me? You know, you're amazing. You're this, you're that. But when I hear that, I think to myself, this is what every woman needs to understand that every woman is a woman that influences. And then it becomes up to us how we influence So when you started all of this, was this to maybe encourage women to see themselves as that, you know, by showing them examples of other women and go like, hey, you fit in here? Oh, absolutely. 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 I started out with that idea, mine because what happened was I was really starting to see, and especially when organizations, um, organizations started bringing me in to speak to their women and I started to see that some of these women were like, whoa, had just so low self-esteem. And um, and I'll never forget, I will never forget the one presentation I did. And these were women that were um, working at a company who were like answering telephones, customer service, and uh, women who were really working two jobs and, you know, to make ends meet. And I will never forget this. After the program, a woman came up to me and she was crying. She said, I don't know what made me come today. She said, because quite frankly, I woke up this morning and decided that today was the day that I was going to end my life. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. And and I was like, she said, I just can't do it anymore. I, I just can't. Uh, she said, but after hearing you, after hearing you, I, you gave me hope. You gave me, um, you know, you gave me uh, a reason to, to move forward. Like there was light at the end of the tunnel, because quite frankly, I share my story and my story is not one that, you know, like, oh, born with a silver spoon in her mouth. And, you know, I mean, I just about made it out of high school. And quite frankly, the only reason I think I did make it out of high school is I think they just wanted to get rid of me. And, you know, I didn't need to go to college because I knew everything, you know, I just knew everything. (laughs) I I spent a lot of years, I spent a lot of years trying, struggling to make, you know, to, to make up for those years that I wasted and those years that I didn't really have, you know, any direction or any goals or any insight because I had so much garbage in my head and so much trash in my head. So I think after they hear my story and I, I you know, I'm, listen, here's the bottom line. I'm very, um, I'm very transparent. Uh, I, 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 I have nothing to hide. I share my story and, you know, it's, um, you know, I worked three jobs at one time, and one job was selling everybody else's trash at a, a flea market. So, you know, I, I think that when people see that, that hey, wow, you know, um, there is hope. There is a way. There is a way to 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 really picking yourself up and realizing your self worth. See, I think that's what happens is so many times. Our beliefs and our 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 gifts, our gifts are so beaten down and so hit, you know, so beaten down by other people's comments and other people's beliefs and stories um, that you know that, that we feel we lost them, but they're in there. Hmm. They're- Agreed. You know, I, I 
what you're saying is so resonating with me because I am a single mom, you know, and, and three kids and college tuitions and two of them are, are blind. And there's just so many layers. Right. And there were so many times in the past seven years where I'm like, are you even kidding me with this? But it's other for me, it's, it's knowing other people. It's, it's, you know, doing this podcast, hearing the stories, other people's stories. And then it's that whole, if she can do it, I can do it. If she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And that's the whole key. And that's, that's what really, that's what really fueled me to, you know, that's what really fueled me to, to do these, you know, workshops, to do these programs. Um, I had a program that I did in high schools for four years and it was called stepping out. And the tagline was of yourself and into your future. Because so many of these kids, they have, trust me, they're, they're, they have no idea of where they're going or what direction they want to go in. But you're right. And, you know, um, it's it's seeing other people and saying, wow, I really, there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, people say to me, well, why don't you, aren't, shouldn't you be retiring? I mean, I'm 72. So it's like, okay, should I, you know, but that's what gets me up every day. I have to be honest with you. I have no interest in retiring or, you know, that's what gets me up every day to, to know that I have the ability and that maybe today's the day I'm going to change someone's life. Mm. You know, the, the, the people that I have encountered through women that influence mm-hmm. and the, the level of their, their abilities and the things that they're doing is, is quite frankly amazing. But the thing that always touches me most is when they tell a personal story or a story about, you know, a big game that has that emotional element attached because that's when you see, and this is when I first got involved with your group. This was the thing, because I was kind of just starting out too back, back then. And that was the thing that made me, again, you talk about that hope, but that was the very real reason. It was that emotional kind of connection and thinking, oh my gosh, she felt what I feel right now. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. And and when people relate to you and say, "Wow, that's how I'm feeling now," and it's just like that's why I love working with Cheryl. And I'm sure, like the two of you, love working together. You just you're on the same wavelength. You you have the same belief. And that's why I love working with Cheryl so much because she shares her story. How you know? I mean, she started out cleaning one, you know, cleaning offices, and 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 she also shares that. You know, she was a single mom going through divorce, uh, you know, falling in the closet, you know, really giving up hope and realizing that I can't do that. So it's when you hear these stories and you, and, and people bring such a light into the, you know, into your life and say, wow, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I see other people who could do it, you know, so... Yeah, so it's really um, I, I love what I do, and I and like I say, every day is uh, I look at I get up I get up and I'm so grateful beyond grateful for and I truly feel that I'm so blessed to be able to come onto this podcast and to be able to go and to speak to to people and you know make a difference in life. At the end of the day, what's it all about, really? Mm-hmm. So you're, and what's, right. it, what's it all about? 
Yeah. And I think it's about that evolution too. I mean, you talked about where, where you started out and where Cheryl started out and most people, you know, when we get to a certain point and, and you've certainly gotten there, but it's been through a lot of hard work and a lot of evolving with circumstances and people see the end product, you know, like the whole overnight success thing. And you're like, no, <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah. So that's what happens. People see that. And, and it's, uh, you know, I, like when I did the program for the high school that they told me it's an after school program. No one's going to want to attend the after school program. I said, I want to do the sales pitch to these kids. And there were 200 and like one kids in the auditorium. I did the pitch. And when I walked in, I said, I'm so nervous. I said, I, I, I came to this school. I sat in detention every single day, <laughs> and, you know, and so at the, so the, they gave me a classroom for 23 people. And so they called me two days later. They're like, we have a real problem. 98 students signed up for the program. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was only meant to be a temporary program, but the kids were like, no, 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 no. We want more. People do want to, people really do want to, they don't want to be stuck in the situation they're in. They want to, they want to get out of it. They want, they want to get out of it. They just need the help to get out of it. Well, and a guide like you that is authentic, that has been there. That's what I'm seeing is that makes the most impact. That authenticity, that realness, that, you know, all that you realize about your journey and can bring it into to help other people, that authenticity, there's not, you, you, there's nothing like it. Plus I also see, I think you've got the magic potion here of you're so authentic and also working at such a level of gratitude for the work that you get to do. Like those two things together, I can see that, that those kids would, you know, you cannot high school kids, you cannot pull one over on. I mean, they can, they can smell it a mile away. Right. So they felt that they knew that. And of that. course that's what's drawing, drawing them to you. Yeah. that They felt that. And you know, and, and I, I have to share with you that I live my life. I could be in a supermarket. And if I have the opportunity, I'll touch a life. I'll change. I'll, I will. I will see someone. I will make a comment, or I will. You know, it's just to me that's what you know. That's what life's all about. Especially at this point in my life. I mean, I'm not looking to you know sit as a president of a you know at the, some big corporation. I feel I get up and I go, okay, what can I do today? You know, what can I do today? And um, and that's what I said. There's some really great things Cheryl and I have in the making. So um, we'll be now that I'm back from Italy. Uh, <laughs> now that I'm back from Italy, um, I'm going to focus, and I, you know, I'll be working on some projects with Cheryl. And it's all great. It's just so great. And as I say, the women that influence LinkedIn group, it's just really post after post after people call me. You know, people notifying me every day. Can I join? Can I join? And I'm like, you know, yeah, sure. Come on the board. The thing that I love about everything that you're saying, but particularly about what you just said about something as simple as being in the supermarket and, and trying to touch a life. People think, and Kristen and I talk about this all the time, people think that big successes and big achievements and all take big efforts and big solutions. It is never that. It's those little <laughs> building and building like you were referencing Cheryl. She started cleaning one office, one, 
And, and now she's created. So it's that evolution of one little step, one little step, one little step. And that's how you have always, I think, presented things to people. Yeah, I did. And, and, um, you know, I, I, I guess I, I guess it comes from not being, you know, I was never raised in a situation where I had, you know, so much that I stuck my nose at, you know, like, oh, I'm better. I, it was, it was a lot. It, it, it was it, not, I will tell you, uh, not having an education, it takes a lot of work to, to catch up or to really, to achieve a goal that you're, that you know, that you know, that you have the ability to do. So, um, but I'm especially, here. especially when you have friends, friends saying you can't write that column. Yeah, you can't write that column. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell, I have to tell you, and I love him. But you know, my husband said that when I said I'm going to be a speaker, and he said people are going to pay you to hear. People are going to pay to hear you speak, and ironically. I did a, a CLE program for lawyers, and my husband said that, and he had to pay to hear me speak. <laughs> that's sorry. priceless. That is priceless. Uh, sorry, you're you're one of these people that have to hear me, you know, hear me pay to hear me speak. Well, I have to tell you this. I have to tell you this, Sarah. When I wrote my first book, I, I it was pure necessity because I got so many calls from moms about how to raise blind kids. Right. Oh. So I was like, yeah. let me just put it in a book. Well, my sixth grade English teacher, we reconnected through Facebook and I asked her to be the editor. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to do this. Every chapter I was sending her about all these people. It was wonderful. <laughs> but she sent me an email and she said, Kristen, I am so blessed and grateful that I get to do this with you, but you still write like you talk. We have a lot of work to do. <laughs> well, you know, Kristen, I, you know, I, I, I value you both, but I see what you do with, um, I see what you do with uh, thriving, you know, um, with your, your post on raising a child, raising children that are blind and, and what you have to go through. And I just think that, it's, I have a niece who has a special needs child that she's in a wheelchair and she's trying, and it really does. It makes all the difference in the world to know that you're not alone, you know, that, mm. know that you're not alone and to see what your boys that, you know, it's just, it's just incredible. It's just really incredible. Yeah. Oh, and, but like you say, it takes a lot of balancing. It takes a lot of, and listen, I'm not going to lie. We all have days where we say, Oh, you know, um, you know, yeah. we're doing here, but but um, fortunately, mine are less and less. You know, and I, I guess maybe because I'm I'm at that age where the brain cells are just deteriorating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're well, also you know, coming I, I into the age of who cares. I, well, I think that's it. I think you get to a point where you go, you know, that's not really important. And with yeah. whatever time I have left, I'm going to think about the stuff that's important to me. And and you've based your life on that. So let me ask you this. What would be if you came across a woman who was just, you know, has enormous potential, but is just stuck in this place? What is the first step that she should take to get herself moving? So I always when I work with people or, or do programs, one of the first thing I one of the first things I do is I have them sit down with a pad and a pen 
and uh, make a list of all of the things that they hate about themselves. Like if they hate, I can't stand the fact that people don't treat me right. I can't stand the fact that I'm I'm struggling with fear. And, you know, so I have them make a, a list, an inventory list of all of the things that is are inside of them that they're struggling with and battling. I hate the way my mother talks to me. I hate the way my significant other or friends or whatever. And I have them make a list. And then when they make that list, and I share with them that no one's going to see this list because trust me, people sit there like this with the list. When you tell them to make a list of everything they hate about themselves or that they're struggling with, they like like this. They they make the list. They they you can't even imagine how they quickly how many things they have. And then I have them take the paper, fold it up, and tear it into pieces. And they have to throw it in the trash. And I have to tell you, I always have tissues on here because they people sob, people sob, and they say, "Wow, I feel like something's been lifted from me." So. It all boils down to, and I do feel that um, the key is to really find out, am I living my truth or am I living a story that I inherited from a parent, from a teacher, from a friend, you know, and that's where I say to begin. And then... We go from there. Then you have to fuel yourself. And then I, I get, you know, I journal every day. And I think that it's so critical for people to, you know, journal and say, I am, I'm grateful. I'm blessed. I'm amazing. I'm, you know, before I started speaking, before I did a lot of this stuff, I used to write that every day. I am a sought after speaker. I am, you know, starting my own business. I am. Things that I wanted to once that once that I really really um, really realized that I was capable and I was capable of doing so much more than I have been doing. I mean, I started my you know so so you're talking 16 years ago that I started my own company. So I'm 72. So that's like how long you know do the math. So it's not like I started this my career when I was like 25 or 30 or even more. Hmm. You know, I, I um. I don't do math when I'm wearing lip gloss, so I'm going to have to let someone else do the math for that. It's my own personal rule. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I thought, I hope she's not going to make me answer that question. My kids even know it. They'll ask me something. I'm like, hey, I was a math major in college for a little while, and I won the math award in third grade. I don't do math when I have <laughs> lip gloss on. Yeah, that's what I say. Oh, I do that or, you know, certain things. But, you know, I, I does anybody have an abacus? <laughs> so, so I think, but the point I'm trying to make is I feel it's never, ever. And people say, well, I can't do that. I'm like 40 years old now. I'm 45 years old. I have two kids. I have, you know, I, I, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. And I, you're never, ever, ever too old to become that person that you were really meant to be. I meet so many people, they go, well, you know what? I really wanted to be an artist. I really wanted to be an artist. But my father said I had to be a secretary because artists don't make money. Artists don't. I just, I just had dinner the other night with a, a friend of mine who's been practicing law for probably 20 years. And I'm like, so how's it going? Do you, you know, how's it going? He says, 
I hate it. Mm. I'm like, you hate it? He says, yeah, I got out of college and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And my father said, you better get a job. And my friends were taking their LSTATs and I did really well with my LSTATs. So I figured, hmm, I guess I should be a lawyer. Wow. Uh, you know what? I'm sure if you did a survey of how many people are in their careers and do they absolutely love it, you'd be amazed at how many people think. No, I just go through the motions of the day. You know, I just go through. So that, that exercise that you have people do, I wonder how many of them put down, I hate my work. And then that act though of tearing it up is almost like giving yourself permission to get away from all that crap. Like just, that's it. I'm done with this and throwing it away. And it's given, and I think people need to give themselves permission, don't they? To walk away from these stories that they've been Absolutely. I'm laughing because I did a program for a company and we, with these women, we did a half day retreat and two of the women go, thank you so much. You made me realize I'm quitting my job. And I'm like, oh, oh. Okay, let's not. Maybe don't do it today. Yeah, that's what I said. I go, can you wait till the check clears? Okay, seriously. They're like, they rip it up. They're like, thank you so much. I, too, we had like maybe 20, 25 women in there, and two of the women go, thank you so much. I hated my job. I'm quitting. And I'm like, oh, just wait till the check clears. I'll tell you what, though, one of my best friends who is an extremely successful guy just told me the other day that that I guess it was a couple of years ago when he started working with this therapist. She had him as a woman had him do that. Write the list of bad decisions that he still was carrying around, things people said to him during his all the negatives and did the exact same thing. Pick just threw it out. And he said, Kristen, it I, all of that weight was gone, just that act of doing it. You, you, I'm telling you, I always have tissues because people sob. I did it, uh, people sob. They're like, thank you, thank, I, I just feel like uh, a weight's been lifted from me. Because, you know, carrying around a lot of stories and trash and, and, and negative thoughts in your head, it's a, it's a very heavy load to carry. Well, it's you know what? I always say that that the best thing that ever happened to my blind sons was I had no idea what to expect for them. So I couldn't put I just had to take my stuff off of the situation that they weren't going to be a baseball pitcher or or a quarterback. Thank God that I didn't have my stupid stuff in there. Right. Because the stuff they're doing now, simply because I didn't know I didn't know what to put on them. So I put nothing mm-hmm. on them. And that's been the biggest blessing for them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a clueless mom. Clueless moms are good for your health. <laughs> yeah, that should be your next book. Yeah. <laughs> good for your health. Think about that. That's a good. That's a good. Good title. Walking around thinking they're clueless. No, seriously, <laughs> clueless mom. Good for your health. <laughs> but you know what? You're giving people permission to realize that they aren't clueless. And that the things that that speak to them may be exactly where they need to land, but first they have to free themselves from all of those other stories and expectations and the things that they've been told. So that is a huge gift, and as as is women that influence. And I want to thank you for that because oh, 
you have no idea how much you've influenced me over the years. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I love work. I listen when when I had the opportunity to be here with the two of you because you know I follow you and I'm always inspired by the two of you. And again, it comes from you know really looking at people saying, "Wow, you know, making a difference in the world." And at the end of the day, that's really what you know. That's really what matters. That's really awesome. I think you're right. And you have made a difference in so many women's lives. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. And tell everyone where they can find more of Sarah Canuso, please. Um, You can go to uh, www.womenthatinfluence.com. And I could also be reached at 215-356-2854. And I'm probably the easiest person to get in touch with. Or you could always email me at Sarah, S-A-R-A, at womenthatinfluence.com. There, Very thank you so much for being with us today. My Women That Influence group. Come and, on board. Yeah, there you go. Hit, hit up LinkedIn and, and catch Sarah and all of the amazing, wonderful women in that group. And yeah. there yeah. are. Yeah, and you know, there, there are amazing women. And the nice part is they're from all walks of life and they're from all over the world. They're from all over the world. So it's really, um, it's really been an honor to, to head that group. So it's really, it's really great. The, the, the original gangster, the OG of, of helping women to, to realize their potential. That's going to be your new book, Sarah Canuso, OG at helping women. But I'm going to leave you with this funny story. When I decided to become a professional clothier, I wanted a job where I could work on commission. I knew I was good at selling. And uh, I said to my husband, I got a job. And he said, doing what? I said, a professional clothier, like making custom clothing and all. He says, you are kidding me, right? He said, you don't even know how to sew a button. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's true. I said, but I'll learn. Figure it out. And I figured it out. So she you, figured it out. You see, don't listen to anyone. <laughs> don't listen to anyone. And know <laughs> your truth and know your worth. I love awesome. it. I love it. Sarah, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. Thank it's you. Been amazing. I'm going to turn it over to Kristen, who always takes us out with all the stuff I forget to say. <laughs> well, I can't stop smiling. This has been such a fun episode. And the fact that Mary Fran said gangster several oh, times today. The original gangster. I'm, I'm having way too much fun. Oh, thanks so much for this. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in and for Sarah for being here. And if you are looking to take that next right step and, and keep living with a brilliantly resilient mindset, go to brilliantlyresilient.net, sign up for the brilliance bit where we'll deliver it right to your inbox. You don't have to go looking for it. A less than one minute read that will keep you living brilliantly resilient all week long. We'll see y'all next time. Thank you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Brilliantly Resilient Podcast. Join our Facebook group and follow us on YouTube to be inspired with tools to reset, rise, and reveal your brilliance.